In a world full of anger, strife, and plagues, a constant struggle is battled out between good and evil, right and wrong. And for over seven years, the IndieCast is here to try to make you forget all of that. With interviews, pop culture talk, and the best in sexual innuendo. So sit back and relax as Chad, Zach, and Luna welcome you to the IndieCast. Exclusively on the Wrestling Nerds Radio Network. Greetings, everybody. Welcome once again to the IndieCast. Uh, Chad Allen here, uh, solo today. I missed last week. Zach misses this week. It's kind of a weird way we're doing that, but that's okay. Um, everybody, good news. I have a guest with us today. Uh, I am very excited to have with us uh, the Black Cat, the front man himself. Uh, Josh C is joining us today. Joe, welcome to the IndieCast. Hey, thank you for having me, man. I am. I'm here live and in living color, audio and, style. That's okay. <laughs> that's what we love. So, well, Jesse, uh, we start uh, every episode the same way with uh, five questions we like to call the lightning round. Uh, we have this set up this way so we can get some of those obnoxious podcast questions you get every time you do an interview with another podcast out of the way. Um, and just to make you aware, we usually fall completely off the rails by question three. Um, so I will ask the first one that uh, I think is kind of the main one we like to get away right out of the out of the shoot. Uh, who trained you and when did you debut? Well, actually, the guy that trained me is the reason that I'm late on this call tonight. Uh, <laughs> I was trained by uh, Mary Brave and Seth Rollins, the culprit. Um, I, I broke into the business back in uh, 2000, was it 2016. Okay. Came down to Black and Brave in Moline, Illinois. And uh, you know what? I, I've been running. I've been running hard ever since, man. Very nice. Uh, so, uh, and we're going to talk more a little bit about Black and Brave. I definitely have a couple questions for you about that. Uh, but question I two. A lot of the, answers. I happen to be an expert on this fact. Very nice. Well, question two uh, in the lightning round. What is your first wrestling memory? Oh, my very first wrestling memory was uh, sitting. On the floor of my grandmother's house on uh, Garfield in Minneapolis, Minnesota, watching uh, The Rock tear into Chris Jericho on the microphone. <laughs> and then he went out and uh, I think he wrestled Triple H that night. This is and always what? It was that. This is always one of those questions where I, I start I start to turn into dust and feel really old. Because your first wrestling memory is, memory is The Rock. My first memory is uh, like... Um, the boogie woogie man, Jimmy Valiant from like 80, 83. So. Well, well, it, I, I'm kind of so like, I'm a weird cat, dude. When I first found wrestling, I, it was that night watching the rock on TV. Right. And then mm -hmm. all of a sudden, boom, I'm hooked. So my mom, she was a wrestling fan, but back in the day, obviously she's older than me. So she was like, well, I'm don't really want to watch it all the time so she went to the store and got a bunch of these D, uh vhs's they were still vhs's nice it was, okay it was the undertaker's gravest matches nice um, it was uh uh this cactus jack uh uh best of like japan or something or what or other okay and then it was like an old school southern tag team wrestling uh best of like some von eric's matches on there and stuff like that so like Dude, I started watching wrestling, yeah, with The Rock and them, but, like, I'm such an old soul because, like, I watch so much old stuff. Ric Flair, you know, that that era of guys. I love it. Okay. Well, very cool. We'll see. I want to see how far back your, uh, how far back your history goes in a little bit then. But okay. uh, before I do that, question three in the lightning round, what's Denzel's best movie? All Training Day. 
<laughs> well, well, hold well, on here. Oh. We've got training day. Right. Um, um, gosh, I, I'm a big fan of the Equalizer, but you cannot say that the Equalizer is the best. Um, right. Uh, 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 remember the Titans? Oh, God, that was such a good performance. Antoine Fisher. Hell, uh, uh, Fences. Fences came out. It, that's like one of my, my favorite films and plays. It's, mm -hmm. it's Denzel and uh, Viola Davis. Yeah. I'm such a big acting, uh, uh, you know, fan, man. So the, those performances are stellar. So, uh, but, but favorite, their best Denzel performance. I'm going to say John Q. Okay. I'm going to say John Q. Yeah. A very the interesting. Father uh, uh, going to literally the ends of the earth. To, to, you know, save his son's life. Oh, how do you beat that storyline? You know? That is a great movie. You're not wrong on that one. You had mentioned Training Day on, on your uh, Twitter not too long ago, which is kind of what made me think of that question. That's why I figured that might be your answer. But John Q's a good one as well. So are you a, th are you a theater person? Because you did mention the, uh, obviously you mentioned Fences, which was a, a, Broadway, a Broadway play. Yeah, it was um, a Broadway play. Um, You know, I'm a big fan of acting. Yeah, I am. I, okay. I, uh, you know, I, I wouldn't, I wouldn't classify myself as an aficionado by any stretch of the imagination, but I've seen, I've seen a player too. Okay. This is definitely my favorite, but you know what? I'm also biased because that's fresh. That's sure. Fresh. I'd have to think on that one. Well, ponder that. I want to. I want to get some of your uh, your play play in music. I don't know if you're a musical fan as well, but some of your theater recommendations in a moment. Yeah, because uh, I'm a big theater. Not too big on the musicals. Really? What? Not, any no, any no, particular no. reason? I like, why? It, I like it if it's good, but it's not. I don't go out of my way to find them. Do you know what I mean? Okay. You know, hey, Chitty Chitty Bang Bang. You ever seen that? That's not a play. It's a film, but it's it's a musical. They, it actually got it uh, ended up on Broadway for a little while too. They did, did end it? up making oh, it. They see? did end up making a play out of it. So shows um, you how much I know. That's okay. well, that's okay. You're talking to a major theater nerd who's been doing, doing theater since he was in eighth grade. Of you know eighth yes. grade. So so, so what's I your could, What's your favorite? Uh, I mean, right right now it's hard to pass up. You know, obviously as an audience member, it's hard to pass up on Hamilton being what it is. Right. Um, right. But um, uh, actually, my. My favorite thing that I've ever seen um, in in a theater itself um, would probably be I got to see a wonderful performance on Broadway of um, Sweeney Todd, uh, okay. starring starring uh, starring Cheetah Rivera, uh, who is a major Broadway actress, uh, playing Mrs. Lovett, and um, they had the actual cast playing some of the instruments for the for the show instead of necessarily doing a full orchestra. Uh, which was very cool. And apparently Cheetah Moreno can play a tuba. So you've got this very tiny, like Latin actress. She's a very big performer, um, but physically she's not that big, but have, watching her come out and actually playing a tuba was, was absolutely wonderful. Um, if you can find footage of that somewhere, that's absolutely a, a great show to catch up on. Uh, and the movie wasn't believe too bad me, either. So believe me when I say, I probably will never do that. <laughs> <laughs> that's okay. So, uh, question number four in the lightning round. Uh, who you're the front man, obviously. Who is the best front man in music right now, or ever? I'll even give you. I'll give you either. Michael Jackson, bar none. Okay. Now let me. It's okay. So I'm going to skip a question. I'm going to skip the last round of the lightning question for a moment because I did have this written down here because, um, 
I did write down Prince or Michael based off of another question, but I'll just ask it straight out, and then I'll go to the okay. other question in a minute. So Pr Prince or Michael, then. Okay, so we're talking about not necessarily two completely things, but two completely different entities. True. Prince has got to be the greatest pure artist there ever was, at least in my opinion. But when it comes to live performance um, and artistic expression with it, well, not even, not even, I, I, I'll say they're, they're equal with artistic expression, but live performance, come on now, there's nobody, nobody ever that topped Michael Jackson. He was just, it just made sense for him. You know what I mean? Right. Talk about being touched by the hand of God, that one right there. Uh, but Prince, as far as being, he, Everything that he created was all his as well. That's such a cool story, you mm -hmm. know. Um, yeah, so you know what? I'm not. I'm not gonna pick one or the other because they are the greatest in their respective fields, and nobody is nobody is comparable to either man, you know. But I mean, as a live performer, as a performer myself, I'm a Michael guy, but I'm also an artist. So I'm a Prince guy. It's right. Listen, I can't. I'm I'm riding the fence on this one. All right, I can't <laughs> pick a single. One. I so, love Michael and I love Prince. They're both they're both amazing. I can tell you that um I I am lucky enough to be probably one of the people in the world who who have seen both in concert. Um, Michael, oh, I saw. God, if I was face to face with you, I'd kick you right in the knee. <laughs> That's so jealous. Hopefully someday you'll come to Florida. Please don't remember to kick me, but we can talk more about it. Well, you know, <laughs> but I happen to be pretty dang good at throwing super kicks. So that's true I'll kick you in the leg maybe i'll kick you in the mouth you do I'll have you that. i did see, i did see the one uh that one super kick image you did put up uh on uh j on uh, jt's uh page when he was looking for super kicks there and that is a, a sick super kicks there yeah, uh, but but um yeah no um i got to see michael during the and i was young i was like six this is during the the jackson five reunion tour yeah um I got to see him in Philly, and that was amazing. But the best concert I think I've seen, at least in my adult life, whoa, was... whoa, whoa, whoa! I'm sorry. Pause. The uh, 31st anniversary. Of, of... You... Uh, yeah, back in like right after th it was right after Thriller came out. I was legitimately like oh, six right years after old. Thriller. Okay. Yeah, no, this is like yeah, this is forever ago. I'm I'm old, old. Uh, but um, but no, the the Michael, yeah, Michael and the and his brothers out doing their uh doing their tour. For yeah. a little while, I got to see that in Philly when I was young. That was amazing. But the best concert I think I've seen in my adult life was uh, Prince Musicology Tour in D.C. Ooh! Yeah, is that on YouTube? That's got. God, be on I, I hope it is because he did. He did legitimately. He played for three hours straight, no opening band. One one break where he disappeared for a little bit, but his band kept playing. Mm -hmm. Um, and I think the audience was more tired at the end of the show than he was, because uh, he was just fire that whole night from the second he started till the set and he danced and sang and played and, and played just about every instrument on stage up there and was um absolutely amazing wonderful show so so i lean a little more prince on that one not that i have anything against michael but um I've got, okay, I definitely have another Prince question, but first before i do i have to finish the lightning round with our big final question marvel or dc and why uh, I'm a superhero. I don't really pay attention to superheroes, but I'm, I'm <laughs> say, I say Marvel. I gotta say Marvel. DC's, you know, DC's kind of like Burger King, you know? Okay. They're there. 
But Marvel but, is McDonald's. They got, there you go. they got the fries. Very nice. So, um, okay, so back to briefly on to Prince for a moment. Uh, tell me, Talk to me a little bit about dressing up as Prince in a costume battle royal. I did that. I did that. Um, <laughs> I don't know what to say about that one. <laughs> that was a fun night. That was uh, probably my first year in wrestling for Funky Monkey. We just had, like, a costume battle royal and, you know, a prince dressed up like a prince. That's right. <laughs> so yeah, I uh, I, I get I definitely got some uh, I got some back some fun backstories here about about you from uh, a possibly a former tag partner who's a former guest of ours on our show oh, here. So, sicky, sicky so you you can you can blame JT for some of these, but that's okay. Um, JT, th- so, is, JT is my Neil Brennan. <laughs> nice. So, <laughs> uh, but no, so talk talk a little bit about. Um, uh, trading at Black and Brave, and I know one thing that he uh, he also did uh, give me here was uh, asking you about getting yelled at uh, by Merrick Brave dur- uh, after a match. Apparently, uh, oh my God, that- give me a listen. I, I probably got yelled at after my matches for one reason or another every match uh, for for the first three and a half years of okay. my career. Whether it be doing too much, whether it be staying out there too long, whether it be, you know, whatever it may be. Um, but uh, you know what? Training that black and brave man, listen, I say this all the time and it's kind of becoming a little bit of a bit of mine. But anybody that's got that badge that says that they graduated from the black and brave wrestling academy, they've got a certain amount of my respect because I know what that means. We we are not a place where you just show up, you give the TV guy $3,500, or I think it's more than that now because it's more, but, uh, and he takes the money and runs, you know what I mean? Like, he's there every day and he's pushing you so damn hard. There wasn't a day that I left training with gas left in the tank, with, you know, not sore, not scabbed, not bleeding, not concussed, you know what I mean? Yeah. Like, there's always some kind of thing that you are overcoming and on, on a day-to-day basis in our training. And, like, uh, but, like, it wasn't dreadful by any means. It was it was dope because once you get to the end of that 12, 13 weeks, you know, you earned it, you know. Definitely. And how many people, I'm interested, how many people started in your in your class when you first, uh, when you first started that, you know, that week one? How many was it? How many week were in the one- class? Week one, we started with uh, like 13 people. There was a dude named Green Shoes that sucked. <laughs> um, and then we whittled down to a graduating class of five. And, okay. You know, I'm definitely the superstar of the bunch. I And I believe it. Um, so that, tell me tell me a little bit, and I'm glad you mentioned that it was five. Tell me a little bit about the sixth member uh, who sh- who was almost the sixth member about your of your graduating class at Black and Brave. The sixth member. I don't. What are you talking about? I. That's. I. JT did not give me a lot of information on this one. Other than that, he said, "Ask him about the who was almost the sixth member of your graduating class with Black and with Black and Brave." Oh, AJ the Kitty Diddler. Oh well, there you. So okay, that's, now I'm now something you like really that. get my attention. Please tell me more. I think it was something like that. I'll tell you one day. <laughs> okay, you can tell me when the mics are off. I, I, I will make sure we uh, we have that conversation after the I, after the show. Then, 
but he uh, he likes he likes the young ones, I guess. I think. So. Okay. <laughs> Good gracious. So uh, now, um, uh, also, uh, what was the other thing that he uh, he wanted me to ask you about here? Uh, he had some fun ones for me. Um, and you'll have to tell me the, the backstory on this one. Convincing Jared Thumb that Seth Rollins kicked him out of Black and Brave? Yes, I did that. I did that as well. Uh, <laughs> on, several, on several occasions. Okay. Uh, I talked that man into believing <laughs> that Seth Rollins kicked him out of the Black and Brave. Uh, uh, that one was great. <laughs> did I you said? There's not you, much more to that. That's just that's exactly okay. what happened. I you make it sound. It. No, he I do love the fact that, that you do. You say multiple times. So how how did how does how did you keep getting him to fall for the same the same gag? That's that's a pretty impressive trick when you can talk. If like you talk somebody into it once, I can I can get it. But if you're doing well, it multiple I to be times, a pretty good talker. There you go. Well, yeah. <laughs> that's. That's absolutely wonderful that you're able to talk him into that for that much. So um, tell me a little bit. So we were talking, obviously, a little bit in the lightning round about um, what got you into wrestling, what those first memories were. So um, what what are some of the past stars? You mentioned Flair a little bit. What are some of the past stars that, that you've kind of started watching now that that have caught your interest, that have that helped kind of build to who you are now? Oh, Macho Man, man. Uh, Roddy Piper. I like me some Steamboat. Um, Dusty Rose is just, uh, he's on like another, he's a different kind of being, you know what I mean? That's, mm-hmm. he's what, like the, he really the heart and soul of, of what we do because yes, he was a phenomenal wrestler and he was a phenomenal talker, but you just loved him and he was so great because he was Dusty. It's really that it factor thing in a whole nother way. And, you know, nobody understands it except for the people that, like, you know, kind of have it. But big Dusty fan, big Dusty fan, big big McFoley fan, man. Okay. Um, His his heart and, and willingness to put his body on the line so much, so wacky and creative. And, you know, really just stretches the bounds of possibility in what we do, uh, uh, Mick Foley, as a Cactus Jack. You know, that Kane Dewey promo, it, that is such a, such a, a, a next level of expertise in this genre, bro. Because he's showing you layers to this man who, on any given night, is going to try to fight uh, another... 250 pound man uh, uh, for for glory and whatnot, but he's he's letting you in on who he is to, so that you enjoy that ride with him. And so much of wrestling today lacks us knowing who the hell is doing this. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. there's very, very few people on the scene can communicate who it is that they are. They just kind of do stuff, and they do it less than me. But I digress. <laughs> not so, uh, everybody. Not everybody. But a lot. Well, well, let me ask you this. So we, and we actually had a, a, a tournament episode on here. Actually, it ended up being a 
big long two-part term in episode on the IndyCast where we uh, did a whole rundown on what what is the was the greatest promo in wrestling so far. Obviously, we could of do this tournament time. again three years from now and, and have a whole new time. set of all time. So, what what do you think, Jussie? Is the is the best one? No, you can't do that because every promo has a, it, it's they're all different stories. I mean. Gosh, yeah, I don't. You can't pick a single greatest promo. You can't. That that's just that's impossible. Because a Jimmy Jacobs will cut a promo that nobody can touch at all today. But then there's also a uh, 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 the Dusty Rose Hard Time promo or mm-hmm. a uh, uh, Steve Austin and ECW promo. And they're all literally just as good, but for different reasons, because they're telling you totally different stories and they're coming from totally different people. Um, my, I can tell you like some of my favorites. My, yeah. um, Jimmy Jacobs and, and Mance Warner had an AAW feud. Yeah, it was it like 2017 or something mm-hmm. like that? And goddamn, dude, that, 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 that cat Jimmy is just, he got it. He's he's a genius, like he says it, man. Um, Eddie Kingston, uh, fuck, man, Eddie Kingston, Eddie Kingston and Moxley stuff uh, from like Dynamite a few months ago or whatever mm-hmm. it was. They had this segment that was just stellar. I, I'm not big on quoting the promos just because that's not my material, man. Sure, uh, but if you've heard it, you know it's dope. Check those out. Um, What's another favorite of mine? Anything The Rock. Anything The Rock. Oh, gosh. Oh, John Cena and Roman Reigns. That stuff was cool. You're hearing a lot of the ones we had in the tournament, actually. The Ro- the Ro- uh, the Roman Reigns, one, the Cena-Roman Reigns one. Um, if, if you know, you, you know uh, I have to do this, I have to do this part-time because you can't do it full-time. That one is, is yeah, amazing. Yeah, for sure. Um, for sure. Uh, if you've never had a chance, you'd mentioned Eddie. Uh, Eddie Kingston is obviously, and if, for anybody that's listened to the show before, knows I'm the hugest Eddie Kingston fan in the world. Um, but uh, he did a promo just before Chikara's High Noon show um, that if you've never seen it before, it's just before him and uh, Quackenbush battle for the, uh, the the first ever grand champion at Chikara. Um, and he um, talked about he, he talks, talks about, about him. Alex Weibrow, yeah. uh, Larry Sweeney. Yeah. Absolutely. Uh, yeah. yeah. Uh Eddie Kingston again is he's in that same genre of promo as a uh as a cactus jack almost, you know, the layers yeah. to this individual, um, rather than an ultimate warrior esque caricature, you know. Um and I, I I say that as if that's not the majority of, of what we do these days, but you know it, these days it's more people rather than the characters but you know do you think do you think that's something missing from wrestling do you think some sometimes that maybe there's there needs to be a little more character um i think there can always stand to be i think there just needs to be more depth more than anything Uh, but you know man different strokes for different folks what i do is not necessarily what other people do. And right. hell, if I give you the answers, what makes me dope, then that makes 
everybody else just as dope as me, and that doesn't make me doper than everybody else. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. Hey, that's Xander Killen live on IndieCast. Say what's up, Xander. Hello. Xander, welcome to the IndieCast. So. Thank you. Cameos. That's that's how the man does it. I will gladly take cameos on the show. I don't mind that in the least. So. You're, you're smelling me. <laughs> I'm on a podcast. Leave me alone, man. That was the one and only Mary Brave in the black background. The black awesome. Background. <laughs> all right, we'll I'm have sorry. to. Where were we no, at? no, you don't so have to apologize at all. No, I'm, I'm, I'm. I love. First off, I love it. By all means, bring everybody on. I'm always interested to, uh, to get. Actually, you know what? Let me ask you this question. I was going to save this for a little later, but I'm, I'm interested now, especially because you're kind of walking around in the school right now. Yeah. Um, you. Um. One of the reasons that. Um. I, I had um, obviously reached out to have you on the show was um, I reached out to a former guest of ours. I reached out to Effie and Effie, you were one of the first names he came up with. Um, oh, people that I should have on here uh, was Effie. So I'm, I'm interested because Effie recommended you who are some of the people that you're seeing right now as you, as you're out there, either maybe in the school or just in, in shows that you've been to that maybe more people should be looking at that. They aren't right now. Who, who are we, uh, who should we be looking at? Um, kind of on the indie scene right now who'll be who's going to be the next kind of big name that you might see next big name that i see i like devon monroe and jdx i like my buddy xander killen i like him you need to watch him he's a uh, a real real he's a real he feels what we need in the business today there's a lot of dudes that avoid the fight, and Xander Killen's always there for the fight, if you know what I mean. Okay. Uh, I'd say, um, you know, there's a couple dudes that were, uh, you know, rubbing shoulders with Effie. A couple of good buddies of mine that y'all need to keep paying attention to. That's uh, uh, that Conan Lycan and uh, uh, Solomon Tupu. Okay. Yeah, they tore it up for uh, for GCW over there in that 24-hour joint. Very nice. Um, okay. Who else do I think is dope that you need to talk to? You know, I would say the Martin brothers, but they already TV famous, dog. Yeah. <laughs> you don't need to have them on. They they got it. They, <laughs> they won. Um, yeah, those are those are my picks up top of my head. And God bless anybody listening to this joint. Like, I mean. I think you're dope, but that's what I thought about right now. Okay. <laughs> well, very cool. And then um, I, I'm I'm also interested. Um, it, like I said, Effie recommended you. We've got a uh, a big situation lately that I, I've been loving, and I I love seeing in wrestling, uh, at least on the independent scene, especially has been the. I don't like the term rise, but it it's it it kind of is the um inclusivity of independent wrestling nowadays um yeah that there's been obviously thanks to effie the there's gates a have big... been open the game yeah. is, the game is completely changed this generation led i i'll go ahead and i wish i could say that i'm leading some i ain't leading nothing i'm just kind of showing up doing my thing but like with dudes like uh, uh, like Effie and uh, Devon and Sunny Kiss making it easier for everybody to be all included in this thing, and women being showcased more and more these days. Like wrestling's completely different. It's like we hit a 
like a a a, a reset button on on this business. You know what I mean? And like, yeah, I think it's dope. I think it's dope. You know, I why wouldn't I? <laughs> well, definitely. And and one thing that I I definitely love and and. and... Uh, obviously, Jai, you may not know this, but uh, the listeners of the podcast know uh, my wife is African American. My I have two girls that are mixed. Um, so seeing see things, like, uh, seeing but uh, welcome, seeing. Um, welcome to the cookout. Thank you. I, you know, it. There's nothing. There was nothing that made me happier than getting the than getting the the official invitation to the cookout at one point in time or another. Um, I, I've I've learned how to season better. Um, so that's been a good. That's been a <laughs> Um, I've I've learned to to enjoy things like like collard greens that I'd never had before, are now a big a big favorite of mine. Things like that that, that sadly yeah, my my Caucasian my Caucasian self. Was, I'm okay with it, <laughs> so, but um, like like one of the things that I do love seeing was like for the culture shows. Um, and there's one actually I think uh, that you're going for a title for pretty soon here. Uh, I think coming up in June uh, Juneteenth this year, you've got a uh, you've you've got a a title match coming up. Um, so how important is it? I mean, and I know this, it might seem silly right now to, to even ask it because it should be super important, but especially with like the black lives matter movement and things like that. And we're fully behind things like that. How important is it to have like shows like that, where it's definitely pushing the, the, like I said, black talent forward and, you know, like I said, and Effie's big gay brunch and his shows and, and these other talents forward, how, how big of a deal do you truly think it is that, independent wrestling has really gotten to this point now where it's becoming so, so big and so open. How are you saying how important do I think it is? Well, just, I, I mean, how, how important do you think it is? And, and, you know, do, it's, it's I guess very important. I mean, because the only alternative is, is exclusivity and exclusivity implies that you are cutting out some really dope ass talent you know what i mean right so like i i guess i don't know how to really answer the question i i think it's dope i don't know i'm sorry i wish i could expound on that but i don't no, know what it, to say more than it's dope yeah so and and um I, I guess for me, I'm just hoping, and I don't even know if I even have a question on this one here, but mm. I, lo- I I definitely love seeing all this inclusivity so much that I'm I'm hoping that we're starting to see some of that on the main, on, you know, kind of more on the big companies. Like you mentioned, AEW is doing a great job with like Sunny Kiss on their main roster and things right, like that, right. and doing that representation. Uh, do you think somebody like like the WWE will ever get to the point where they'll fully understand? what's going on on the independent scene right now and, and try to copy it? Or do you think WWE just copy not it, man? Right they're going to evolve. WWE is a, they're just, they're a promotion, just like every other promotion. They just happen to have a whole lot more money. Will True. they evolve, continue to evolve just as they have over the past 50 years? Duh. Yeah, of course okay. they will. You know what I mean? Like it's not necessarily copying the indies. Okay. It, it would just be them doing, you know, following patterns of time. And I I like to think that they already do that. I I don't know. I know of Pat Patterson as a as a gay uh, openly gay pro wrestler. I okay. I know 
a, a Jake Atlas as an openly gay wrestler. Like, like you know what I mean? Or something. Yeah. It's like, it, it, I don't, they're not, there's nothing for them to copy if they're already okay. doing something. Okay. No, I like that. Okay, good point. Very good point on that one. And yeah, probably my wording was really bad on that one. But I do like the idea of, of evolving um, to move a little further. So, okay. Now, yeah. um, a very good time of depicting what 2021 looks like. You know, now, do you see a, a, a gay world champion right now? No, because nobody's ready, you know? Right. The guy that's ready is the guy that's holding the championship. That's right. It's pretty fair in my estimation. And I okay. think I think WWE gets a, a bad rap for that sometimes, man. They, it's it's fun to pick on the Yankees, right? Well, as a as a Yankees fan, I I, <laughs> I might be the wrong person to ask for that particular <laughs> question. I'm from New York originally. So but but okay, no, I, you know what? I do like that. You know the uh, another thing I'm very interested in in lately, and and I do love the fact that um, IWTV is is a thing, and independent wrestling TV, and especially now that they've gotten um, kind of a spot on on Pluto TV, which is which is going to just expand them even further. Um, kind of what what are, what are some of your thoughts on the? the expanding i mean i think it's good for everybody but what are your thoughts on kind of how the indies are starting to expand and almost um i'm trying to decide how i kind of want to word this right now because it's becoming such a big thing that, that it's so easy for access to be to be gotten um that like some of your matches right, right, even where right, you're right, wrestling can be seen from florida to california without a problem so um, for sure so um what do you think the next evolution for that might be for for the independent scene from here? Does it does something like IWTV blow up? Does it need to be on something like Netflix? Where 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 do we go from this point? Do you think there's you can't put limitations on anything, right? Because to say that it's impossible is really really stupid to say. Because sure. I've seen so many things happen. So a hundred percent, yeah. There's there's a possibility that an IWTV could one day. Uh, partner with like a, a a Pluto TV. I don't I don't know exactly what you what you referenced about uh, Pluto TV there. Um, I'm not informed on that matter. But like, yeah, it's totally possible that IWTV could become bigger, and uh, it will with time. It's still kind of young, man. It's still really new. So like, um, for someone to be able to sit in California or to to sit in Kansas and watch. Me wrestle for Ugwa in in uh, California, like I gained a new fan. Uh, you, you know, I'm killing two birds with one stone. You know, it, so it, it gives you this opportunity that when you show up to a company for the first time, you get that electric uh, uh, entrance because the you know rewarding the loyal viewer the person that's watching the iwtv shows and that pays the ticket to see you or see to see a local show and you happen to be on it oh my gosh they they love you that much more because then you are almost resembling what eddie guerrero was to me as, as a kid you know because eddie guerrero as a kid was just this character that i seen on tv or from like a a quarter mile away in the target center so it's like he wasn't he wasn't a human being. He was a, he was a thing, an entity, you know, and right. IWTV, believe it or not. And it sounds melodramatic to say, 
but IWTV is kind of offering that uh, to guys like me in in my generation. You know, fucking somebody. Excuse my language. Somebody in now, you know what? Uh, uh, Cambodia might get the IWTV login and then turn on and watch like a AJ Gray uh, wrestling hood foot for for GCW. Now those dudes just gained a fan over in Cambodia. Who knows where the future goes? They get booked in a in, in, on a show in Cambodia. That guy doubly pops because he's seeing these entities. He's seeing right. these things, right. these presents, these characters, these larger-than-life beings that they've seen uh, originally in this far-off land of IWTV. It's cool. It, it turns us into characters. Very nice. Now, and um, d- just to briefly explain, I'm sorry, you, I I didn't know. I I think this just came up fairly recently. Um, Pluto TV is a uh, a free channel service that you can get through like Roku and things like that. And right. um, they just added recently a a 24 hour wrestling channel um, oh, that sweet. is is part uh, in partnership through. Uh, well, it's in partnership through IWTV. Um, so oh. it seems like they're, they're showing oh, mostly, well. um, uh, they're showing a lot of, um, I guess Pluto is, is, um, being su- supplied by IWTV with, uh, a lot of great independent shows. They were showing a, um, I know they were showing a, a women's card. I apologize. I do not remember the company cause I only watched it briefly. Um, but, uh, it was, uh, I know Lufisto was in the match for instance, who I'm a huge fan of. Um, and Deanna Parasso was in the next, was in the main event of whatever the show was. So I'd have to look back at what it was, but, um, but yeah, they're definitely looking to, um, move and it's, it's going to be a lot of independent stuff over to, you know, a, a bigger audience now because Pluto does seem to have a little bit of a following online. Um, and I, I'm, I'm just very impressed that that's, that's a step that's being taken now. Um, sure. Th- that, you know, yeah. these, these independent shows are getting this, getting this audience that's even outside of, um, kind of the bubble of IWTV not to, and that bubble's even growing more and more every day. So, um, which is, which is a wonderful thing to see. Um, what, what, what are some of it, what are some of kind of some of your goals for for what you're looking for 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 yourself right now? Let's just say in 2021 right now. I mean, obviously, other than what's going on with you know COVID clearing up and things like that, um, and obviously other than like WWE, where would you where would you like to kind of see yourself going? What companies would you like to work with? What people are out there that that you're um, you're eyeing? Where where would you like to be from from here? Mm, yeah. Kind of a cop out answer to say everywhere, but literally everywhere. Uh, you know, I'm trying to turn this, turn this into a. Uh, you know, I want to be something special, man, and that's going to take more than just shooting for the biggest star possible. Sure. You got to have, uh, you got to have these steps along the way, and. The best way to do that is by turning frontman Jai into an independent legend. So I I will go ahead and I'll say, yeah, sure, I want to see frontman Jai signed by the end of the year, but I want to make sure that I'm the biggest name in independent wrestling by the end of the year. And, you know, I know I can do it. I know I can do it, and I'm going to do it. I just I decided to start doing it now. That's the thing. So, sure, yeah, I'm putting everybody else in the business on notice. Everybody that's got that ego that look 
at their little Twitter followers saying that they're just the greatest thing since sliced bread. You're not because I'm the measuring stick of the business. And that's just the truth. There's nobody that talks as good as I do. There's nobody that is as charismatic as I am. That is as precise with their wrestling ability in the ring. There's nobody as dynamic or as fluid as I'm or as uh, uh, such a star presence in the man which I, I'm I'm just a different that's the truth. And it might sound like I'm talking a, a whole bunch of hot garbage if you ain't seen me before. So I guess I'm going to get on my shit and start making sure that they see me this and I'm talking. I can, and I do easily as well. I often, and it, it too is becoming a bit of a bit of mine. I I'm touched by the hand of God. I'm just blessed. I meant to do this. And, uh, you know, great power comes great amount of responsibility, and I'm going to start using that responsibility. Very nice. Now, uh, if there was, and I don't even know if there there may be such a thing for this right now, but if there's one match that, that you've had so far in the past, yeah, let's let's say through back to 2020 at least that kind of encompasses what frontman jaw is what what's that match we should be looking up oh frontman jaw versus devon monroe from uh, pro wrestling battleground that one's on youtube um black wrestlers matter frontman jaw versus uh airwolf uh that one that one's frontman jaw um but you know Ah, look to the future, man. Watch those matches because I am dope and I'm fun to watch. But pay attention to what I'm about to do. You know, matches that I want to have. I want to. I want to wrestle Lee Moriarty, man. I want that one. Darius Lockhart. Uh, I want to wrestle Jordan Oliver and Myron Reed. Let's see what they're about. Um. I wonder if there's anybody else I want to talk trash about right now. <laughs> nah, that's it for right now. Okay. Uh, I, uh, I definitely recommend, uh, what was the one I was just watching before we got on the show? Hold on one second. Cause I definitely want to recommend it as well. Um, uh, frontman job versus AJ gray. Um, yeah. I think that's on your YouTube page, by the way, another, another absolutely amazing match. So, uh, for those of you dozens and dozens out there that, are just getting introduced to him now. That's a good, other, at least in my opinion, one to go watch as well. That's on his YouTube page right now. So go subscribe to his YouTube page too while you're on a roll. Um, it's, it's hard. It's hard to find something that Frontman Jaw does that uh, isn't dope. Hey, also I just dropped a, an a original piece on my YouTube channel. It's called Envy is a Bitch. Check that one out. It's a beauty. Yes. It's a work of art. That that um very much like a about a, a what was it about four minutes but that's that's movie quality stuff right there. What was it like getting kind of getting that worked out and and where did you come up with the idea for that? Because you're absolutely right. That is an absolutely wonderful watch. You know, I want to be Kevin Hart big man, so I'm not thinking of this pro wrestling thing as just looking into a camera and saying Saturday night I'm gonna meet you sabotage in Summerfest. And I'm going to stick my foot so far on your throat. You know what I mean? Like, that's basic. That's hacky. Can I do it? Absolutely better than anybody ever. But 
the impetus of that envious a bitch piece was that I want to be Kevin Hart big. I want to think bigger than the norm. And uh, I wanted to put together something movie quality. Uh, like I, I really got the idea. Well, I'd like for people to watch it first and then notice what they can about it rather than I spoon feed them the answer. Okay. Well, yeah, everybody, and it was on, and I know that's on your Twitter. Um, so definitely, definitely go take a look at that right now. Is that did that go up on your YouTube as well? Yeah, yeah, it's awesome. on my Twitter. It's on my YouTube. It's also on my Instagram. I'm at Frontman Ja everywhere. Um, probably going to be the biggest star in the business one day. Uh, I I'm pretty sure I'm right, but you know, I was only what do I know? I was only trained by Seth Rollins. Right. <laughs> But I think that's a great thing to note, though, when you're t- when you're trained by the the best, and obviously somebody who you know has been at the top of the mountain, it's right. only going to help to to move you up to to that you know to that spot and higher is the idea, because exactly. um, ultimately you want to pass pass the teacher at some point. And I and I, good God, man, watching your stuff, I think you can do it without a question. So. Um, you know, I think you're right. <laughs> I'm right too. Well, uh, front man, I've got um, three main questions. We usually kind of end our uh, end our episodes with question one is what we like to refer to as the Trevin Adams Memorial question, even though uh, Trevin is still very much alive. Hi, Trevin, if you're listening. Um, that question is: uh, It is late at night. You're doing the drives, kind of like you're doing right now, I do believe. Uh, and it's super late. You're hungry. And uh, you are coming over a hill and you see a shining beacon in front of you. Uh, is that shining beacon of food wonderfulness you're about to pull into a sheet or is it a Wawa? I don't know what either of those things are. Really? Yeah. And I think I have this problem, JT, too, that it's not a, uh, it, I guess you don't have those up there. Yeah. Those are. Uh, uh, I'm from I guess- Minnesota, dog. We ain't got that. Okay. What, so what's, what's kind of your drive in? Like- Indiana or like when I hit, when I'm on the road, bro. Keep it basic. McDonald's if I'm cashing in, but uh, I'm mostly I'm mostly trying to keep myself pretty healthy. So I okay. I, I starve myself, or I'll uh, I'll get a protein shake, or I'll wait until I can find somewhere where I can get some real food. These okay. days, at least, I'm a lot smarter now than when I first broke in. When I first broke in, man, I'd hit those roads going down to Indiana, man, and it was just anything it does not matter just the worst 20 year old fucking uh excuse my language gosh I no doing that. no sorry. you can you can curse away i apologize i should have told you before the episode curse we don't give yeah, a shit i i try not i try not to too much because i'm a professional you know i'm, a, okay. I'm gonna be a superstar one day so there you, you know, go okay um uh yeah i'm mcdonald's bro if i'm cashing in mcdonald's oh might do taco bell you know, I try to be healthy. Now you've you've mentioned McDonald's. When you're driving into McDonald's, what's your go to? What's your go to order? Big Mac. Big Mac, very nice. Apple pie. You gotta have the apple pie, man. They, I get so sad when they. Uh, I've pulled into McDonald's a couple times and they don't have the pies, and I'm like, why'd you even oh, open that, dude? And you know what? I think this is some kind of communist stuff. You know, they have been giving me less and less apples than my apple pie. Right. And I will not stand for it. I draw the line. I no, there. Apples back in my apple pie. You are not wrong. The pie, the pies have definitely been very weak on the filling. They're 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 lost on the sauce right now, and I'm disappointed by that in in many different ways. So yeah, you're definitely not wrong in that instance. So, hey, did Effie uh, put me over when he was on here? 
Um, uh, F, well, F, here's here's what else. I'm here's joking. What, I'm just joking. That, uh, you ain't got to answer that. That was that I'm, was actually a joke. I'll answer it afterwards, though. I'll tell you exactly <laughs> what. So, um, question uh, question number two uh, for this one here, and this one suddenly kind of brings down the room a little bit. So I apologize, but uh, in this performance art we call professional wrestling, we do seem to lose a lot of talent early. Uh, with that being said, if there is any uh, wrestler who is no longer with us that you could work with, learn from, etc., uh, who would that be and why? Oh, gosh. Oh, I just talked about Eddie Guerrero. Um, uh, it's really hard for me not to say Eddie. Um, and I'll tell you, Eddie's, a, Eddie's obviously probably one of the two most popular answers we get. Yeah, I I don't. Gosh, I can't think of like Maj Maj would be fun to work with, but like I wanna I, I wanna sit down and I wanna talk about what this is that we do, and um not not that Maj is any any less than it's just there there's a difference you know right and there's a um ah there's something about Eddie ah yeah I'm Eddie I'm Eddie okay. And and Eddie and Macho Man are probably easily the two most popular answers we get. Um, for for Eddie, what's your what is like your favorite type of Eddie? Because I'm assuming you've probably watched the history of Eddie Guerrero. Um, mm-hmm. Is it uh, like Los Gringos Locos Eddie? Is it ECW Eddie? Is it well? Uh, right now super... I'm watching. Right now I'm watching like '92 Eddie. So okay, '92 '91. I just watched this. Uh, I literally just finished it. Um, we were talking about it at the gym, which is why I was late. Uh, it was Owen versus was it Owen versus Eddie or was that Eddie versus um oh my goodness Jushin Liger I think it was Eddie versus Jushin Liger when he was so Eddie was Eddie was under the um was Eddie was under the mask no he wasn't even under the mask I think it was in oh, El Paso okay. to be perfectly honest with you I oh okay didn't know where it was from and it's not in the title but um it was a beautiful match so Eddie was just Eddie it was great. Very nice. Well, uh, question three, uh, and here's here's the fun one. I, I hope you're buckled in. Uh, we here at the IndyCast believe that all animals in nature have certain traits that assist with their survival. Uh, giraffes have long necks. Rhinos have the big horns, etc., uh, etc. Et uh, we here at the IndyCast believe that the human's uh, trait is the ability to use tools. So, with that being said. Frontman Ja, if you could fight any animal, what animal would it be and what weapon would you use? I'd be a sloth and I'd use these two meat hands that I got <laughs> right here and I'd beat the living shit out of that sloth. Oh, I'd fuck that sloth up something nice. He wouldn't even see it coming. I'd hit him with that left jab, right hook. I'd shimmy down the body and then I'd bite his ear off Mike Tyson's child. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Wow. Wow, this I'd, the, fuck, uh, I'd fuck a sloth up. Is, is, do you have? Is there any particular? Did like a sloth kill your family or something? Or what happened? Why? We don't what, need to talk about it. We don't okay. need to talk about it. You <laughs> that, just need to know if you if you see a sloth, you let that motherfucker know that I'm coming for that ass. <laughs> I've never heard such vitriol anger for a sloth before. But okay, go with it. That's. And I do love the fact no weapon. You're just coming in with these hands. That's the that's the way to do it. So. And I'm going to uh, bite his ear off. Don't forget that. Don't yeah, definitely. Are you kidding? We get Tyson style. You got to love it. So, uh, Frontman John, this is the opportunity uh, in our episode where one Mr. Brian Cage has officially given us permission to call. Get your shit in. 
this is where everybody can find your uh, social media, your merchandise, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. Uh, the floor is yours. Yeah, at Frontman Ja, everywhere, literally everywhere. Um, YouTube, Instagram, Twitter. Watch me. I'm awesome. I make uh, original pieces. Art. My promos are out of this world. I'm the greatest talker you're ever gonna hear. I'm really good at the wrestling thing as well. Uh, you know what? Am I supposed to cut a promo here? If you no. want to watch, if you want to hear the frontman job, cut a promo. The best, the best way to do that is to watch me do it. Go on YouTube, look up frontman job promos and stuff like that. You know, check out my my Twitter because you got to see the passion in my eyes. It's unmatched. You know, I'd put Cody Rhodes to shame. Very nice. Well, we love the confidence. We love having you on, Frontman. Thank you very much for joining us on the IndyCast today. Thank to all you. you. To all you wrestling nerds out there that are listening, thank you once again for uh, joining us here on the IndyCast. Until next time, everybody, I am, as always, Chad Allen, and we always say, deuces. Hope I don't poop today. You're Achilles Mulligan. A jump scare is the Canadian destroyer of horror films. Pardon me. Might I suck my own dick for a second? I'm ready to greet the day, you <laughs> fucker. Every single one of you guys has made a horrible decision. <laughs> it's that dirty ass Meryl Street. We it's are. True. We're touching wieners. Not touching wieners true. professionally. Ric Flair said fuck a six pack and he never lost an ounce of pussy. What I am is a big, queer, stone-cold Steve Austin. Birds don't give a fuck about your life. That's your stuff. Doogsies? That is, le- that is legitimately... I'm, you know, I'm going to keep recording so we can explain this real quick. I, it Doogies. was something... It was something dumb that I said at the end of an episode. We've been doing the show for seven years now, and um, heading on eight in May, actually, we'll start our eighth year of of the IndyCast, and it was something just really stupid I said in, like, year one. So and keep for, saying it, right? for some reason it's stuck and it's it's okay. one of those weird things that stuck it's the same with like the uh the final two questions with the uh, with the animal fighting thing was something that uh zach came in with randomly once because i guess it was a, a, an icebreaker he used to use in college and um and it became it's become kind of our signature so we we love it and we stick with it and I don't know why, it's, but we we don't know how to get hey, away zach's from it a, now. Zach, zach's a bitch for ducking me too He's, I, I, I will. He's a bitch for ducking I Opportunity of a lifetime to have a conversation with God's gift, God's last gift to the universe, to the world of professional wrestling, the front man, Ja, and he, he what, leaves? What? Well, Zach, you've, you've been, you've been called out, sir. So next, next time, hopefully we'll get, we'll get you back on and then you can, you can officially, uh, get on his case right from the hair. 